Welcome to In the Black with your host, Bob Dickerson. Our program takes a look at the socioeconomic issues affecting black America. From education to news and politics to business matters, we have the stories and guests that you need to hear about. Now, here is Bob Dickerson. Hello, everybody. This is Bob Dickerson, and I'm on the radio with In the Black. Hey, welcome, everybody, to the Voice America Radio Network. I am a new host on this radio program, In the Black is a new show, and I am so excited, so very excited to be able to bring it to you on this radio station. We're going to be on each and every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Central Time, Central Time because I am in Birmingham, Alabama, and once again, I'm so excited and so appreciative of the people at Voice America Radio for reaching out to me and convincing me. Actually, uh, they, they didn't have to do much convincing because I love doing this, but convincing me to come on and share my views and perspective and hopefully get yours too as we do this program in the black on this radio network. So let me tell you a few things. Why did I come up with that name? How did we come up with in the black? Well, well, it's a, it's, it's a fairly long story and I don't have the time to tell each and every bit of it right now. But, uh, but In the Black came about as a result of me doing radio before. So I've done some radio. You might not be able to tell it. But I've done radio. I've done a gospel program. As a matter of fact, the gospel program, it's called the Myriad Gospel Music Countdown. It's on the air on about 90 stations nationwide as we speak. We've been doing it uh, since Valentine's Day, 1996, so about 23-plus years and, uh, and, and so in doing the, the radio program, the gospel program, I started off as the executive producer, meaning that I wrote some checks and I made some arrangements and I, I put the pieces together to start doing a radio program. And we were playing the records and we always wanted to do more than just play the music. We wanted to add a little bit of commentary. And so initially we hired a gentleman named Lee Naves to come in and do some inspirational and motivational messages. And, uh, and, and that worked for about a couple of months. And Lee left us. And, you know, until this day, I have no idea why Lee left the program, but he did. And so my partners, Ron Marshall, Doug Ford, came to me, Bob Dickerson, and said, Bob, you should do the inspirational, inspirational and motivational messages on the gospel countdown. And initially I said no. But they were very persuasive, and they were able to convince me to do it. And so I've been doing In the Black on the radio now for over 23 years. Uh, the Countdown is a great program. Uh, we get a lot of joy out of doing it. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it. And so uh, in, and if you, you're interested in, in looking it up, uh, you can visit the website. and It is gospelcountdown.com gospelcountdown.net. I apologize, gospelcountdown.net. So, so check it out and, uh, and you can check out In the Black. So, so here's what I was thinking when I came up with the title In the Black. You know, in most literary annals, black typically means something negative. Uh, it, if you're my age, you know, we watch the, the cowboys on TV, the Western uh, shows and movies, and, and the, the hero wore white the villain wore black. Uh, And then there was Black Sunday. And even if you tell a lie, so if you tell a white lie, then that's okay. But so that uh, is safe to assume that a black lie is pretty bad if a white lie is okay. And so, um, so about the only time that that color black meant something positive was when you looked at your financial condition and you had more coming in than you had going out. And so you were said to be in the black. And so, you know, to be able to talk about and give social commentary from a black point of view, and in case you haven't guessed it by listening to my voice, I am a black man. So to have that social commentary for, for, uh, with a black point of view, a black viewpoint, uh, and looking at the financial condition of black people, then that's something that we do need to talk about. Now, I started to call my commentary Blackonomics. 
And, and it's just for that reason. I've always felt for 30 plus years, I've known this, that the economic condition of black America, which is worse now than it was 30 years ago, unfortunately, the economic condition of black America is so unique, so unique until it deserved having its own word. The word I thought I made up for it was blackonomics. And I've since found that there are a number of people who obviously were thinking like me, and they may have been thinking like I'm thinking now before I started thinking that way. Who knows? Because there are books and articles that are all over the internet on blackonomics. But, but it's true. Uh, based on the things that have happened to black people, the way we were brought to this country, uh, the way we were robbed economically through slavery, um, the way we faced economic detours through things like the Jim Crow era, redlining, working on jobs, being paid less than our counterparts, being the last hired and first fired, all of those economic detours and economic robberies has placed the black community of America in a precarious situation. And that's using a nice word to say that our economic situation is bad. And so uh, I thought we'd call the program Blackonomics. And, and so in consultation with, with my friends and to try to make sure that it wasn't, that, that we could talk about something and say it in a positive term, even though a lot of our messages weren't all that positive. So we came up within the black. We expect to have a really good time with this program. I am so looking forward to it. Uh, we expect that uh, we'll have guests from time to time. I want to make sure that you know a little bit more about me, and I'll spend probably the rest of, of, of this program talking about that. But you can look forward to, uh, to us talking about things like closing the racial wealth gap, um, talking about the connection between academic proficiency and economic conditions. Uh, I, for a living, run a small business development agency, so we're going to spend an ample amount of time talking about small business matters uh, from both a black perspective and a national perspective and a colorless perspective. And so we'll talk about getting financing and how to gain and retain customers. I have a, a, a group of folks that we're going to introduce to you, some of whom you may already have heard about, others that will be new to you. So, so we really expect and, and pray that this program is going to be one that not only uh, is interesting enough for you to tune into every Wednesday, but beneficial that we'll share some information that uh, you will find beneficial to you and that you'll, you'll like us enough that you will tell someone else. When we do our gospel program, that there's a line that you will typically hear each and every time we do it. And we'll say, call a friend and tell them to join us. The myriad gospel music countdown is on the air. And so I guess I'm going to have to coin something similar for this radio program. But we do want you to, to call a friend let somebody know, and I guess now it's not call a friend. You can text a friend or, or instant message a friend or send them some uh, it's subliminal message. I, I don't care how you call them, but let them know that uh, Bob Dickerson is on the air within the black. Uh, again, I want to thank the folks at Voice America Radio for reaching out to me and making this possible. Uh, kind of a quick story on, on how that happened. Uh, I was, um, I had got a message in my, on my cell phone and it was from a number that I didn't recognize. And so honestly, I didn't listen to it for at least a couple of days. And, uh, and so I apologize for that. You know, I, I worked in banking and we were always told that you always returned your calls within, before the close of business that day. And I've usually tried to live up to that. Uh, this time I slipped up a little bit. And so I didn't even listen to the message for at least a couple of days. And uh, when I finally listened to it, on the line was a gentleman named Jesse Jameson. Jesse Jameson is an executive producer with Force America. And he left a message that said something like, you know, we know who you are. Well, you know, that was 
that was impressive because I didn't think I was that popular. And they wanted to know if I was interested in doing a radio program on this network. And so when I talked to Jesse, uh, listening to the message was encouraging enough. But when I talked to him, I really felt encouraged even more so. And, uh, and I knew that uh, after maybe five minutes on the phone with Jesse that I was going to be doing this radio program. So he was encouraging. They reached out. Uh, we've worked it out. And, uh, and I am so optimistic about having the opportunity to be on Voice America and to share my opinion, uh, to, to actually learn more about your opinions. And, and, you know, none of us can be so close-minded to think that we know everything and that we can't listen to others. In fact, I think that's one of the things that we need to be doing in this country, understanding that others' opinions are valid even if they don't uh, align with ours. And so you may not agree with everything I'm saying, but, uh, but listen to me, and I will extend you the same courtesy. So in the black, you can hit us. We have all that social media stuff going. Uh, if you want to get me on Twitter, uh, we're going to be at, at in the black, and I spell it differently. It is not I-N-T-H-E-B-L-A-C-K. It is N-T-H-B-L-K. I took out all the vowels and even one of the consonants. At in the black, you can hit me on Twitter. You can get me on Facebook. We're going to have a great time doing this radio program. I am so, so, so looking forward to it. Looking forward to connecting with all of you. Looking forward to getting your feedback. I'm going to tell you more about who I am, more about our sponsors, and more about what we'll be talking about as In the Black continues. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com again that's jeff spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com voice america is where you are and where you want to be join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events if you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, 
please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. This is Bob Dickerson. Welcome back to In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. So happy to be here. So happy to have you out there. I want to extend this invitation to all of my friends and all of my followers to uh, to send me a message. Uh, get me on Twitter. I'm at uh, at NTHBLK, and that is at In the Black. I spell it a little differently, as I said earlier. Uh, you can also, uh, if you want to know more about me, I'm going to talk a little bit about myself uh, for for a while today. But if you want to know more about me, you can always visit my website, which is bobdickerson.com. I'm, um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Bob Dickerson. I can't accept any more friends. I think I got uh, my allotment, but, uh, but, but I do, I think, have a fan page, whatever that is. I, I'm, I'm sort of social media literate, and, uh, but I do have some young people who work with me, and, uh, and they're keeping me up to speed. And, uh, and also on LinkedIn, uh, Robert. Dickerson. That is my official name. My, as as we say it in the in the neighborhood, my government name, Robert Dickerson. So uh, so that's how you can get me, uh, and you can listen to us. We're going to be on every Wednesday at one o'clock Central Time. So uh, we want you to connect with us and connect with Bob D. As a matter of fact, uh, if you look at my website, you'll see. And if you get my messages, I'll invite you to connect with Bob D. And I would love it. Just simply love it if you would do so. So, 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 who is Bob Dickerson? I am just a guy who grew up in Alabama, and so I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, or right outside of Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm a child of the '50s and '60s, which means in Birmingham, Alabama, being a child of the '50s and '60s, that means you grew up right in the middle of the civil rights movement and in the city. That was the epicenter of the movement for civil and human rights in this country. Uh, loving parents grew up in a great home. Uh, mother and father were both educators. My mother is still with us. She is 90 years old. We celebrated her 90th birthday at this past September. Uh, my father passed uh, five years ago, so he lived uh, almost to 90. And so we, we grew up in a neighborhood uh, and, you know, when when you hear that slogan that says it takes a village to raise a child, well, well, we grew up in that village. We grew up in the village where all the adults were your parents. We grew up in a village where everybody knew everybody. And, and, and even though they may not have loved everybody, you couldn't tell it. You know, you really couldn't tell it. Uh, we grew up in a time when respect was expected. Uh, if, especially for for adults, you didn't you didn't disrespect adults even if you didn't know them. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you were doing something wrong and you saw an adult, then you stopped doing it because you knew that uh, that was going to be detrimental, especially if your parents found out about it. Uh, I happen to grow up, um, and I don't know how many of you are students of the civil rights movement, and we all know who Martin Luther King was uh, he was obviously the leader but uh, but but dr. King had and uh, had a lieutenant uh, another pastor another preacher who was always at his right hand his name was Ralph David Abernathy so you can look that up well Ralph Abernathy's sister lived next door to me and Ralph Abernathy's brother lived next door to her. So on my street, it was our house, uh, Mrs. Coates, who was Mr. Abernathy's, Reverend Abernathy's sister, and then Mr. Jack Abernathy. And so at the height of the movement and when uh, the Klan was active and the, the white vigilantes were active, we, even as kids, understood that living close to somebody named Abernathy and somebody related to one of the civil rights leaders in this country could have put us in peril. And I, I can remember 
the men in my community banding together to almost say, hey, we got to protect ourselves in case someone comes down here and does something. So, so growing up in that, you know, we didn't let that, we, we didn't have fear and it didn't stop us from moving around, but we were aware of uh, what was happening in this country. Uh, aware to the, from the standpoint that uh, I can remember when, um, when, when there were white and colored water fountains. And I've seen the white and colored water fountains at some of the department stores that my mother uh, took us to. I, I do remember that my grandfather, who was a minister, he pastored a church in Birmingham. Uh, most of the churches in Birmingham, well, a good number of them, hosted some of the civil rights movement meetings. Uh, my grandfather actually bought a house in what had been, quote unquote, uh, the wrong community for a black person to buy a home in. And the day that he closed on the house, somebody put a bomb in it. And now they didn't blow it up and it was not uninhabitable. In fact, they moved right in <laughs> and they eventually fixed the little damage that the bomb cost, caused. Well, you know, that was just a message. So, so I grew up in, you know, in a great community around great people with great parents and with neighbors who were able to parent as well uh, at a time when there was so much change happening in America. And the change was happening just right before our eyes and right in front of our faces. I, I recall so vividly the day that John F. Kennedy, Kennedy was assassinated. I was in the seventh grade. And and ever since that time, I have had an affinity for watching news. As a matter of fact, my wife has to turn the news off our TV because I will watch it day and night unless there's a football game on that I want to see. But, uh, but, but I went home that Friday, November 22nd, 1963, and I turned the television on. And we had one of those black and white TVs. I guess it may have been 15 inches or so. It wasn't very big. The screen was sort of rounded, and I sat there in front of that TV all weekend long watching the reports about the Kennedy assassination. Uh, I'm watching the TV when Jack Ruby walks into the police station and shoots Lee Harvey Oswald. So I grew up in that era. Uh, my dad was a football coach. Mom taught general science and home economics at another high school, at actually the rival high school to where my dad coached. I got a chance to play football for my father. And I didn't get a chance to play that much ball, but it, it was a great opportunity for me and my dad to bond because we rode to school every day together. We rode back home every night together. And I was always at practice, so I was on the, all the teams. So, so we spent really quality time, and I think that was one of the things that really has been beneficial in my life. So I um, went off to college. I followed my parents to a school called Tuskegee Institute. It is now known as Tuskegee University. Uh, that's progress. But uh, my parents actually met at Tuskegee and we grew up visiting Tuskegee uh, all of our, you know, formative years. And so I followed them, followed in their footsteps, and I, I went to Tuskegee as well. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really have uh, ambition to be anything specific. Uh, even when I went to college, I majored in business because I knew I didn't like math enough to be an engineer. And uh, I didn't like school enough to want to be a doctor. And so I majored in business. Uh, and uh, it was one of the things that happened that was fortuitous to me. Uh, when I got out of college, uh, I had met some gentlemen who uh, were encouraging me to go to law school. Once again, you know, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't just love school, but, uh, but I was contemplating going to law school and what I was going to do is get a job at a bank and then go to law school at night. So I got a job at the bank, never went to law school, but I like banking. And, uh, and I, I was the second African-American to be an officer at uh, this particular bank and to be given the authority to make loans. And that was a big deal for a young guy right out of college in 1974 uh, to be able to make loans and make decisions. And so I started doing that and, and I liked it. And it was almost like God had placed me in banking for a reason. I didn't know the reason. I didn't have a plan to go into banking. 
had you asked me even going into my senior year, you want to be a banker, I wouldn't have known, you know, what banks really, I had a bank account, but, you know, we didn't really know that much about banking. But I got into banking and, uh, and, and it, was, uh, it's been a, it was a good career. I spent uh, the first 20 years of my working career in banking. And so I developed a reputation of being a guy that helped people get money. And I liked that. I love helping people. Uh, my dad was a servant and, uh, and I tried to, to, to step into his footsteps and, and be that as well. So uh, I took the banking career and I, I, I made and met a lot of people. I made a lot of loans to some important people. I can't, you don't tell who you made loans to, but I made loans to some important people and that I liked. And so uh, being a fairly popular banker in Birmingham afforded me some opportunities to get to know people that I wouldn't have gotten to know. Uh, and so one of the people that uh, I ran across who meant so much to me in my life was a gentleman named A.G. Gaston. A.G. Gaston was named Entrepreneur of the Century by Black Enterprise Magazine. He hired me to work for his bank in 1984. And as they say, the rest is history. We're going to take a break. I'm going to come back and talk about one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's me. Uh, we're going to be back. This is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. There are many people who claim to be dog experts, yet they don't really provide a connection between dog owners and their best friend. This is where the BS stops. Listen for Taming the Wild and Your Dog with expert author and nationally recognized dog trainer Brian Bailey. Each show has experts, professional trainers, and veterinarians to give you the right answers. Listen for the safety and well-being of your dog. Listen every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson, Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Uh, once again, this is our 
first show, our inaugural show, and we are so happy. We're delighted to be here. Uh, sitting here with my producer, Kiki Simone, who has uh, given me prompts and encouragement and tips. And uh, and actually, she's a taskmaster, too. So uh, I'm not going to look over there at her because I'm probably doing something wrong. So uh, so in the prior segment, I, I told you, prior segments, I told you how I came up with the name in the black. Uh, note, it is not spelled I-N-T-H-E-B-L-A-C-K. I took the liberty of spelling it the way I want it spelled, which is N-T-H-B-L-K. Um, and and I, I mentioned that, uh, well, maybe I didn't. You've seen these things on Facebook um, where uh, the letters, how the letters appear in a word uh, really is immaterial to us knowing what the word is. And so we really don't read words by letters. I guess when we first start reading, we do. Uh, when you're, you know, using the syllables and you're sounding them out. But once you learn how to read, you just know what the word says. And I, I've seen the thing where it says they'll have the word thank, for example, and it's T-H-A-H-K-N. Uh, but you know that's think. And so just kind of taking off that and, um, and taking the, the, the vowels out, I just thought in the black would be, you know, a way to write that. And, uh, and I like doing it. And so, um, and I mentioned the radio program, the other radio program that I'm associated with, the Myriad Gospel Music Countdown. And we do what we call N features, N, the letter N features, because all of our features start with N something. So it's in the black. We do an inspirational moment. Uh, we've done a show called In Mama's Kitchen. And also law in a minute. So those are some of the features that we've done throughout the years on the countdown. It's kind of fun, you know, playing, you know, with the end features. And so, uh, so we've taken one of our end features, and now we're launching a talk show within the black. So you're you're tuned in to in the black. So so anyway, tell you a little bit more about myself. I, I uh, started mentioning. A person who, and I, I would, I, I would not be able to call him a mentor because surely I was when he hired me. I was not a high-level uh, manager at Citizens Federal Savings Bank, but I did, but I did grow there. Um, I grew to be a, a senior manager uh, in a short period of time. I think I proved myself to A.G. Gaston, and I would love it if you all would look up A.G. Gaston because. He was a phenomenal man. Um, I know I'm talking about myself, but I want to just pause for a moment just to say, and you'll hear more about him on future shows, but here's a man who was born, he was a grandson of slaves. Uh, he was born into poverty. Uh, he, on the day he was born, um, had the likelihood of success of most black men of that era, most black men who were born in 1892, we're going to be a laborer. Uh, they were going to dig some ditches or do something like that. They were certainly not going to be a uh, an icon, a business owner of his statue. But A.G. Gaston didn't let anything like that hold him down or stop him. Uh, he came on and, and, and did great things, started uh, businesses uh, from insurance companies to funeral homes to uh, started a burial society, actually started a bank, and that was the bank I worked for. And the way I got the job was so interesting. I never went to personnel or HR. I never filled out an application. I was able to get an appointment with them. And, you know, and I went in with my suit on, and I was ready to sell myself and talk about, you know, uh, what I thought I could offer the bank. And uh, him being a relatively, relatively impatient man, he allowed me to talk about a minute, maybe less. And he cut me off and he said, hey, you know, he called his manager and he said, I think we can use a young man like you. And so I got the job. So I'm really happy I did that. But working for Gaston allowed me, again, to meet some influential people in Birmingham. And meeting those influential people was the thing that jump-started the rest of my career. For example, I served on a task force that was created by the then mayor of Birmingham, Richard Arrington. 
And I, I got to know Dr. Arrington fairly well. I think that we had mutual respect for each other. And, uh, and so my next position out of banking was a project that I did for the city of Birmingham. It was a project that related to the Community Reinvestment Act. And I work now, um, you know, with organizations, one that I volunteer for and the other that I actually run that are really involved with the Community Reinvestment Act and making sure that banks live up to what they're supposed to do um, as a result of, of that law. And so being in banking allowed me to move out and to start my own company. Uh, starting my own company, I have a big mouth. And, you know, when I started my management consulting firm with the city of Birmingham and a couple of other municipalities as my clients, I kept saying that we needed to have this one stop for small business finance. And lo and behold, Richard Arrington made that happen or allowed me to make that happen. And that was the beginning of the organization that I still run. It's called the Birmingham Business Resource Center. And so, you know, with the help of the city, I was able to start the Birmingham Business Resource Center and, uh, in, in 1996. And so uh, and that's been a fun run. And the BBRC manages uh, several small business programs. Uh, we manage a development company that makes SBA loans. Uh, we manage a, uh, a, a microloan program. Uh, we're actually involved in a lot of different uh, activities that help businesses start, grow, and develop. And it's, and it's been a lot of fun. To date, we are, we, we've done or assisted in about a billion dollars in financing to small businesses. Uh, we're very proud of that. And, and more proud of the fact, I think, that, uh, that a good number of the companies and firms and entrepreneurs that we've been able to help would not, been, would not have been able to get financing had it not been for our program. So that's one of the things that I think that we are most, most proud of. And so, uh, so BBRC has been around now for 23 years. Uh, it's afforded me some great opportunities. So I'm getting a chance to, to give back, what do you call it, pay it forward. So I get a chance to serve on a number of boards. Uh, for example, I serve as chairman of the board of the National Community Reinvestment Coalition. If you want to learn more about them, that is ncrc.org. You can check that out. Uh, and and we'll, we'll have some guests from the NCRC uh, from time to time on this radio program. I just recently joined the board of one of the historically black colleges and university, universities here in, in Alabama, it's Talladega College. Uh, which is one of the oldest uh, black colleges around in the United States. So I'm proud to be able to do that. And, uh, and, and on a few other things, the Fair Housing Center of Northern Alabama, a Lawson State Community College Foundation. So, so I'm, I'm just trying to give back as much as I can. Uh, and, you know, and I like stuff. Uh, I like golf. Boy, do I like golf. I was out there today in the rain trying to play golf. And, uh, and I like sports. I've been a sports enthusiast for my lifetime. My dad, I think I mentioned he was a football coach. And so we grew up around sports. We grew up knowing sports. My dad's hero was Jackie Robinson. And you could imagine that uh, Jackie Robinson was a hero for a lot of black men of, uh, who were born in the 20s and 30s and maybe even born earlier. So but that was my dad's hero. I can remember, uh, this is before you had baseball on TV every night or before, you know, sports were on TV, like on Saturday or Sunday, and it would be one game. But you could hear it on the radio in certain cities. So when the Dodgers played the Cardinals, and they were in St. Louis, and when they played, uh, played the Pirates, and when they played the Cincinnati Red Legs, we just call them the Reds now, you could get those, but sometimes you couldn't get them in your house. You could drive your car sometimes and, and pick it up in the car. And I can remember going with my dad to listen to a Dodger game, you know, like, you know, a few blocks away from the house because that's where the reception was good. So I kind of grew up being a big time sports fan. I'm going to not tell you who I pull for uh, in college football right now. 
I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm going to let you guess. Uh, we are a little disappointed that we're not going to be in the college football playoffs for the first time since they had a college football playoff. So, you know, if you know anything about sports, you know I'm a Roll Tide fan, so I'll just put that out there. But I love sports. Um, you know, I tried to play sports. You know, I was uh, not blessed with size or speed, which is not a good combination if you're going to play, especially football. If you're a little slow guy, then you're in bad shape, and that's what I ended up being. I ended up being a guy who was not big and not fast, and so I didn't have a distinguished football career. I guess that's how I got into banking and, and did all these other things. But, uh, but, but I, am, I feel like I'm, I'm living the life. Uh, we're running several initiatives out of our office. We have a great staff. Uh, we're running a CRA project called Building Alabama Reinvestment. Again, we're doing micro lending. Uh, we're giving advice, counsel, especially our one-on-one -on -one counseling to small businesses. That's great, and we really uh, like helping people. So that's a little bit more about me. I'll have more when I come back. Remember, you can get me at in the black. That's N-T-H-B-L-K, at in the black on Twitter, or check me out at BobDickerson.com. This is In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to In the Black with Bob Dickerson. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. That's Robert B. Dickerson Jr. at gmail.com. Now, back to In the Black. Hey, this is Bob Dickerson with In the Black on the Voice America Radio Network. Um, you know, th this is a great opportunity. I am so excited about the chance to speak to you 
to talk to you, to be a part of your day each and every Wednesday, one o'clock central time. That's the time zone that I'm in. You can make those adjustments. You know, I'm amazed that sometimes people don't really make that adjustment. I, I deal with a lot of people on the, uh, on the East Coast. And I think people on the East Coast especially think everybody's on the same time. They have no idea that there are different time zones. But we're at 1 p.m. Uh, 1 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and so that is the same as 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, but it is 12 o'clock Mountain Time and 11 o'clock Pacific Time. So, you know, just keep that in mind. I do know the time zones. And, uh, and, I, and I love it because now, you know, when you put in a meeting, if you happen to be, I was in California last week. And so you put it in and you get to California, you look at your calendar and everything changed. All my meeting times changed. And so when I got back, they changed back. And sometimes that can get confusing. I think I've gotten confused and maybe missed a meeting or two because I didn't recognize the fact that it changed or maybe technology failed me. So, so who knows, but, but that's when we're on. Um, you can, you can let us know what you're thinking. Uh, we're on Twitter and that is at in the black and it's N T H B L K. I'm going to be saying that for the next month or so until you all get it. I want to make sure you know that it's pronounced in the black, but it's spelled N T H B L K. So our Twitter handle at in the black. Also, um, I'm, I'm on Twitter at B Dickerson jr. Uh, on Facebook as Bob Dickerson and on LinkedIn as my government name, Robert Dickerson. So you can get me on all that social media. Um, I'd love for you to, to check out our website, bobdickerson.com, uh, find out more about me. I've been talking a little bit about myself, and, uh, and I, I kind of jokingly said it was my favorite subject. But, you know, most people do like talking about themselves or hearing about themselves, and uh, I guess I'm no different. Uh, not that I think that it's special, but I do think it's important that you all know who your host is and and why I'm doing this radio program. I mentioned earlier that I, that Voice America reached out and I was so impressed with Jesse Jameson, um, his candor and his persuasiveness and uh, the way he described the program of the radio network. And, and I found all of that to be true. Uh, made me feel that this was something that I wanted to be a part of. And so so I'm really happy, happy to, to be here. We're hoping... Uh, that this is a program that you will find interesting. Um, we're hoping that we will be able to, to uh, communicate with you and give you information and opinions that are thought provoking. We know that everybody is different and that people do not see things the same way. I am not asking you to always agree with me but I am asking you to understand that I have the right to my opinion, and I will certainly do the same thing as it relates to you. I had an opportunity a couple of years ago. I was promoting a conference that I do every year in honor of uh, one of my heroes, A.G. Gast, and I talked about him in the last, the last segment. So I've done this A.G. Gaston conference now for the past 15 years. So I was on a conservative radio station and I went to talk about the A.G. Gaston conference. Well, the host um, quickly after I talked about the conference shifted the subject because he wanted to talk about black and white issues. And I wanted to talk about the A.G. Gaston conference because I wanted people to buy tickets and come. But he wanted to talk about black and white issues and he was the host. So he guided me. And he wanted to talk about something that was happening in the city. Uh, the city was trying to push to have uh, a minimum wage. And they actually passed it. The state of Alabama overturned it. But, but he wanted to, gear, to get me into this conversation about minimum wage because he knew that would fire up his audience. Because his audience were people who were against the minimum wage because they saw and still see minimum wage earners as being poor and black and not well-educated. And unfortunately, in this country, we tend to blame the poor for being poor and then have programs and policies that even make them poorer. 
like not having a higher minimum wage. And so, uh, you know, he caught me a bit off guard, but I was thinking pretty quickly on my feet. And I I asked him this question. I said, uh, would you like your mother to live in a community where everybody made minimum wage? Would that be the environment you would want your children to, to be in every day? And, and he didn't answer the question, but I know the answer is no. And so the point I'm making is that we need to want better for all of us. It's no good for me to have something and no one else to have anything. We should want better for all of us. The, the rising tide, the rising economic tide in this country will lift all boats. And in a nation as wealthy as this one, there shouldn't be poverty. There shouldn't be the kind of poverty. So guess what? Mm-hmm. Right now in America, there are five and a half million poor people by global standards. Now, I don't mean just poor because they're broke, but I mean poor by global standards. You know, that compares to places like Nepal and places like Sierra Leone. And we see the pictures of the folks there and they are famished and they're hungry. And so we have people in our country who are hungry. We have people in our country who are, who are dispossessed of all of their possessions. Uh, we have people in our country that are destitute, and we should do something about it. Hopefully, during this program, we're going to look for solutions. Uh, we're going to talk about problems and issues, but we're going to talk about them in a way that we try to solve some of them. Uh, we want to share opinions. Uh, I want to hear your opinion. I appreciate you hearing and respecting mine. We'll be talking about business issues, economic issues, political issues, lifestyle issues, and every now and then, we may talk a little bit about football. How about that? So you stay tuned every Wednesday, one o'clock central, in the black. We're gonna have a great time. Uh, We're gonna have so much fun. I am so looking forward to sharing my opinion with you and having you share your opinion with me. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. Join us again next week for another episode of In the Black featuring Bob Dickerson on Voice America Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Please join host Bob Dickerson for another edition of In the Black next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week. Thank you.